the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is what we believe. We believe in the word, the whole word of God. Walking by faith, not by sight. For we know this is right in the eyes of the Lord on whom we depend. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. To please God. For you must know. Welcome everybody here to get set in the studio. Welcome everybody out there on Facebook. Just welcome all you to the broadcast today. So thankful to be in the, in the studio once again. We thank God for this opportunity to share the gospel as always. Oh, we thank God for this opportunity. If it wasn't been for him, we wouldn't have an opportunity to do this. It's the blessings that he bestowed on us that we do. So we're just trying to get this uh, earphone correct here. Get it behind us so that it's not on my side. So welcome, welcome to everybody. Good to be back in the studio. Good to be back on Facebook. We have not been on Facebook in a few weeks. So, but it's good to be back and to share the gospel with you, our radio listeners. Thanking you for the opportunity to um, come into your uh, to your living rooms and on your on your iPhones and iPads and coming in and uh, those that are your listening. Uh, faithful listeners, we thank you for your continual listening to the broadcast, and we thank you for your support and uh, your cards and letters and prayers. We thank you for that. And so we just uh, enjoy uh, sharing the gospel of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, the people of the Bible said, how can they hear less than I preach? How can they hear less than a preacher preach? So they got to have somebody share the word, and uh, we Thank God to give us this opportunity to share the word. So thank God for that. So we're going to get ready uh, 
to get, we want to, uh, we're going to be running the ad. We've been talking about the uh, residential builder school on the last, uh, uh, that's coming up at the end of the uh, first of, um, second uh, of August. And those who have been letting you know, a registration is coming. Uh, registration is coming soon. Uh, is it's up. We need you to uh, those that's interested to register, and uh, uh, so you uh, you can go to biblicalfaithministries.org website, and then you can uh, click on RBP. That's for Residential Builders School. It's a red link, and that link will take you to, and uh, and it will take you to and how to register. It's only fifty dollars to register, but then it's a payment plan and some other things that those that want to um register. You know, it's for those that's out there doing contractual work that needs a license. So we're gonna run that uh, ad just before we go on. But we're gonna be here today talking about many times and oftentimes us in knowing what the will of God for our life is and how to um, wait on God's will. You know, we've got to learn to wait on God's will. A lot of times we want things and we want them fast and in a hurry, and we don't want to wait on God that God would uh, provide for us, but we have to wait on the Lord. So uh, if you got your Bibles, you can get them out because we're always going to use scripture and in that uh, if you got your Bibles we want you to turn to Isaiah turn to Isaiah uh, 64 so let us pray then we're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to get we're going to begin Heavenly Father we just come before you in Jesus name thank you for your goodness your mercy and your grace ask you Lord God today to forgive us of our faults our failures, our sins our omission our commission Lord God that Shine your mercy and grace on us. Father, this day, Lord, we ask that you, that we, your, your will be done in our lives, Lord God, whatever you have for us, Lord, that we listen, Lord God, and obey, Lord, and do the things according to your will, Lord, that when we ask, we know if we ask according to your will, Lord God, we know that it shall be done. Father, that's anyone that don't know you by the pardon of their sins, maybe watching on Facebook or listening. Lord, we pray that, Lord God, this message, the Holy Spirit will minister to their hearts and their spirits, Lord God, to let them know and tell them and draw them unto you, Lord God, that they ask, what must I do to be saved? And that is to confess your sins and uh, ask Jesus to come into their life and be their Savior as well as their Lord. So, Father, we thank you today. We praise you today. We give you glory and honor for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's go to break. Attention, Residential Builders Propriety School is open for registration for its 60-hour pre-licensure course for the state of Michigan. Registration is open for all students having an interest in a thorough 10-week construction training course in residential building, maintenance, and contract licensure. Topics include Michigan Residential Codes, Builders Math, Carpentry, Masonry, Contract Liability Management, and more. Registration will close July 23rd and classes will begin August 2nd. So save your spot in class now. Just $50 holds your place and payment plans are available. So call or text now, 734-972-9851. 
All classes are located at 20118 Schoolcraft Road in Detroit. Call or text 734-972-9851 to register or get more information on this important construction training course in Detroit. Your future is now. Call or text 734-972-9851 to register for the RBPS construction course now. Praise the Lord. Welcome back. This is Biblical Living. I'm your host, Pastor Byron Chicken. So glad to be with you. Um, if you got your Bibles, let's look at Isaiah 64. We're going to read a couple through. As I said, God, uh, uh, we need to learn to wait on God, uh, wait on his blessings for us, wait on his, his, his promises for us, wait on what he would have for us. Many times we get ahead of ourselves. We you know, we pray for something and we think it should come tomorrow. We, we begin to act, and sometimes it's not in God's will for our lives. And uh, we end up doing things quicker sometimes or than we should, and we, you know, we get ourselves into trouble, or we find out it's not God's will for us. And then, we, and then once that happens, you know, we, be, you know we, we, we begin to be out of his will because now you're into something that's not God's will, and now you've got to pray yourself and believe that God will get you back on the right path. So we're going to talk about waiting on the God will of God today. So if you got your Bible, Isaiah 64, it says, Oh, that you would render the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns bushwood, and fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversary that the nations may tremble at your presence. Verse uh, 3 says, When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook in your presence. But verse 4 is the key verse I want to get to. It says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him, who acts for the one who waits on him, who acts, whack, uh, who acts on the behalf of those that wait. See, when we wait on him and trust him, he acts on our behalf. So we have to learn to wait. It says, "From the old we have heard, nor perceived by ear; neither has the eye seen God's besides thee, who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him." That's the N-A-S-I-P. And it says, Paul wrote the same thing in 1 Corinthians. And you can go there. We're going to link it up. Paul uh, clarifies it and uses the same basic words. But Paul puts in his own writing that God gave it to him. It says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. It says of him that love him and him that wait on him. 
if we love God as we say we do, and we trust him as we say we do, then we need to learn that we need to wait on God. That's an interesting thing, waiting. And waiting is important. A lot of times we don't want to wait for things that uh, God would have for us. We want, you know, we're in a society now, people want things. I want them now. You know, that's why in fast food restaurants are so successful because you can get a burger in a few minutes in the drive through line or you can go in and get it real fast. It's not like back in the old days where you had to go to the restaurant, they had to make the patty, put the patty on the grill, and then cook. It's a little slower process. Then they got ready-made patties. They just throw them in there and let them run through the broiler, and you got a quick burger. So, but, you know, and things, food, all kind of food, pizza, things we want now, you know, so... We have to learn in life we have made that a, a part of life where everything we want in a hurry, where everything as fast as we can. But we have to understand that's not always the best, how fast we get things. Sometimes we have to wait, and we have to wait on those things that are a blessing to us. We have to wait on those things that God purposed for us in our lives. We have to wait on those things. Waiting is a problem for most people. You know, for most people, waiting is a problem. We have to learn to, to wait, to wait on God, to know that God's working out on our behalf the best for us. We have to understand that. And so that's something you have to do. Let me give you another uh, scripture Paul said, and let's go to verse 10. It says, Paul goes on to say, but God has revealed them unto us by the Spirit, uh, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, and even the deeper things. So when we wait on God, the Holy Spirit within the believer works within us to help us to have the patience to wait on wait on God, to wait on God, to wait on Him, and and because the, the Spirit is to teach us all things. Remember in John, uh, it tells us. In John 14 and 26, it tells us that the, the spirit of truth, which the Father sent, he said, will teach us all things and teach us all things, which I have said unto you, that was Jesus speaking. So as we begin to wait, God begins to teach us, the Holy Spirit begins to show us how we should pray, how we should wait on God for the things that we want. And then we just don't, we just sometimes we just don't we just don't want to wait. Uh, when we were children, you know, we did not want to wait. A lot of times it's because how we grew up. We didn't wait. You know, child, you have a child and you tell them uh, you gonna eat in a minute, or you can have an ice cream in a minute, or you can have that cookie in a minute, you can have that candy in a minute. But I need you to do this first. They don't want to wait. Just I need you to go clean up your room or go do something. Sometimes they want it now. You know, they're going and throw stuff around real quick, toss it under the bed. You know how it was when we were children. We'll go hide it in the closet, and then we'll come back waiting on the treat because we didn't want to wait to do it right. So we developed this non-waiting on God, non-waiting on authority, those because then it's our parents because we don't necessarily know God. It's our parents, but we don't want to wait on it. We want it now. We want it now. God have it now. And so a lot of times that can get us in trouble. When we were teens, we didn't want to wait. How many teens want to wait? Many of us as teens couldn't wait when we got 12 years old we were trying to do the things that 16 17 year old were doing many of us got in trouble that way smoking drinking 
and that wasn't supposed to be, you know, sneaking in your parents, just stealing his, you know, taking his cigarettes or going in there and getting, uh, getting uh, alcohol or liquor or beer out of the fridge. Well, I don't think parents that had drinks and stuff. Not all parents did, but whatever it was, sneaking in and getting and doing things we shouldn't have wanted to do. So at teens, we end up with that non-waiting. Don't want to wait. I want it now. I got to have it now. You know, we couldn't wait to graduate. I mean, like many of you, I know that's how I was. I couldn't wait to graduate to get, you know, my mother was a good mother, but she had strict rules in the home, and she even got them now. If you stay in the house at 12 o'clock, you got to be in the door. You know, you can't be coming in the house at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning waking her up because she ain't looking for nobody because anybody coming at that time ain't got no business in there. That's how she look at it, and that's the way it should be. Because many parents got children staying at home. I was talking to someone the other day, and they said when they had their son at home, they told his son, you can stay here, but you can't come in at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But many of us, because we're, uh, we're young, we think we can do that in somebody's house. But, you know, you don't, you don't want the patience to wait till you get your own. Then you can do that. But in somebody else's, you got to do it. And another thing, when we become adults, we don't, we don't like to wait. Uh, as adults, we don't want to wait on things. Many of us want to, the biggest thing I see sometimes out, uh, people want to make more money than they should make uh, based on the education, uh, skills, or craft. Uh, they want to make more money, you know, as an adult. They don't want to wait. They want to, I need to make it now. Uh, you know, if I'm working somewhere, I had a, a worker that was working, and I had a person that had been working for me for 25 years, uh, been knowing trades carpenter. My, my fellow uh, carpenter friend Walt, and then I had another guy working. He was doing, helping the, uh, the, the veteran doing what he wants to do, so he got a whiff of what he was making. He said to me, how come I'm not making the same thing that he's making? I swear, why? He's got 25 years of experience. He's got tools. He's got knowledge. He's got wisdom in what he's doing, a carpenter. But you uh, just... You know, you, you you don't have the knowledge. Even though you done knelling alongside him, helping him nail a wall, lay studs out, carrying the studs, but you're not doing the technical thought, cutting, processing, measuring, and stuff. You're not doing that. That has a premium to it. So people don't want to wait. So when we look at that, that's a problem with waiting. Uh, sometimes we don't like to wait uh, on, on advice. You know, somebody wants to give you advice. Wait a minute, give you advice. We don't want to wait. Uh... You know, and like I said, a few years ago, I had that. I had a story, uh, and I'll tell you part of the story. I, we was traveling. I was out of town, and I was going someplace. And uh, we were in uh, Georgia, and I was going to a conference. Uh, and uh, I flew in and rented a car. And I rented the car. And after I rented the car, I drove to the fair and, and, and uh, was there at the fair. But I'll, I'll finish that story a little later because I'm going to give you the rest of that story. Um, but what is God's part? And we think about God's part in the things, and why should we wait? But let's look at it like this. When we think about when we pray for things, we think they're automatic. And that's the thing of it, too. We pray, and we think it's automatic, and it should happen. So let's look at Matthew 7 and 7 and 8. And it talks about prayer. And many times we think in prayer, that just because we pray, we think we can have it. We use prayer as a, a mechanism for asking God, but we are trying to get ahead of God and do uh, 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 get the blessings before you get it. And it's a prayer that's always often used 
when people think just because you pray it, it's going to happen automatically. And that's, I said, that's uh, Matthew 7, chapter 7, and we're going to read verse 7 and 8. It says, Asking it shall be given unto you, seeking you shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. See, so first of all, we think if we ask, we, we're going to get it automatically. If we, if, we, if we seek it, you know, we're going to find it. And so if we knock, and the door shall be opened. Now, this is where it gets a little, uh, uh, you have to think a little thought on this. It says, for everyone who asks, receive. So you think it's just because you ask, you receive. But would you receive it if you're out of the will of God? Will you receive it if you you're, you're in sin? Will you in, will you receive it if you're in disobedience with God? Will you receive it if you're not in the will of God? See, that's the thing, because people think they will. Then it says, "And he who seeks find." But will, will you find it if you're not in the will of God? Just because the scriptures say you'll find it, but you have to take the scripture and compound it with the other scriptures in the Bible to make sense. So that you just don't think I can pull the scripture and I can have. But over the years, I see people use the scripture and think it automatically happens. But it doesn't automatically happen. Then it says, and then it says, and to him who knock, it will be open. To him that knock, it will be open. If you knock, uh, the door's going to automatically open. But now sometimes there are some, some, some things that has to go on and some things that... Uh, some things that happen look like we went off of Facebook. Um, it looks like uh, I think I went off. Okay, all right, but uh, so but I lost my Facebook contacts. So that's okay, having some technical difficulties, but we can get to it. But uh, then Psalms and in Psalms it speaks of waiting. It speaks if we go to Psalms. I'm going to give you some scriptures in Psalms that tells us how we should wait, uh, how the writers wrote that, you know, you're just not going to get it because you asked for it now. You're not going to get it immediately. Every time we want something, we think we can get it, like right now. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, uh, waiting is a part of life. Waiting is a part of something that you and I have to learn how to do uh, in order to get God's best. So if you go to Psalms 25, if you got your Bibles, turn to Psalms 25 and uh, verse uh, 3, it says, Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deals treacherously without cause. He says, you know, we need to wait. Uh, let, it says, let, it says, let. It says, indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. So it don't, it, it's not a shameful thing to wait. People can wait. Psalms 37, let me give you that one too. Psalm 37, it says, uh, and like I said, I'm talking about waiting here. How to wait. Because there's some things I got in motion, like you got in motion in life. And I said, I got to learn patience. I got to learn when I'm going through trials and tribulations to be patient from going through uh, things, ups, because we're all going through things. Psalms uh, 20, uh, Psalms 37 and 7. And then 37 and 7 says, Rest in the Lord 
and wait patiently for him. The Bible tells us to rest in the Lord and wait patiently in him. Don't get all shook up. Don't get all bent out of shape because uh, things don't go your way uh, when you want them to, not fast enough. But wait on the Lord. Excuse me. Trust God that God will do exceedingly but more than he can ask. Uh, Psalms uh, 37, 34 says, wait on the Lord and keep his way. It says, wait on the Lord and keep his way, meaning, you know, do things according to the way that the Lord would have you to do them. You have to wait on God. You have to know that he, he, he wants your best for you. And it says, and he shall exalt you and inherit you and inherit the land. It says, when the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. So it says, when things happen to the wicked because they, uh, that they uh, hold you back or try not to have you have, you're you going to prosper. You're going to be successful. You just have to wait on the Lord. You have to wait your time. You just can't name it and claim it, call it, and, and it's going to happen. You have to wait some time. So let's ask some, some questions. Why do we need to wait? Why do we have to wait? You know, that's a good question. Why do I have to wait? Because many say, well, why do I have to wait for it? He's God. Shouldn't I be able to get it if I just asked? No, but let, let's let's figure what happens. In our waiting, God arranges the circumstances. Because a lot of times in the circumstances, God arranges them so that it works out for, your, for the betterment of you. Because sometimes you're in a hurry and you might make the wrong decision. And then you cause yourself setbacks. The Israelites walked around Jericho. David waited to become uh, king. And the three Hebrew boys had to wait. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego waited till Jesus delivered them out of the fiery furnace. They didn't get what they want. You remember the Israelites walking around Jericho seven times to, to shout, and the wall fell. And the walls were not supposed to fail. But the walls came down that held them back from the blessings for them. You know, David had to wait to become king. Y'all remember David? David was a pronounced king. Jesse's son was the one, the little ruddy boy that was in the, out there tending the sheep. And Samuel said, I'll stand until you bring uh, him forth. And he went and they went and brung him. And once they brung him, David was anointed. But David still had to wait, remember? David had to wait because Saul was still king. He had even run from his life because Saul was king. He could have got his kingship a little early because he had opportunity to take key, uh, Saul's life that Saul was chasing him and coming and running after him and coming after him. He was in a cave sleeping, Saul was. He snuck up on Saul and cut the hem of his garment off just to let him know uh, of his robe, let him know that he was that close to killing him. But David would not get ahead of God's will for his life. It wasn't for time for David to become king. So David had to wait. And then uh, God purifies our motives our lust, our greed, and our pride when we wait. Because sometimes that get ahead of us. You know, the pride, uh, you know, uh, we get. Or the lust of having something we want there now. Or the greed of having something now. I want it now. You know, it's not time for you to have this, but you'll, you'll make maneuvers to get it early, thinking it's God's best for you, but you don't wait, and it gets you into trouble. Another thing teaching us to rely on him. When we wait, it teaches us to rely on him. And all prayer uh, were answered immediately. We would never learn 
God's will for our lives. If God is every time you ask him, bam, you got it. Every time you ask him, bam, you got it. And some people might make like, that's the way it is. No, that's not the way it is. Because God is not a slot machine. You can't just pull the handle and get it. You know, God is not the immediate giving you exactly what you ask for, giving you ask for. When you ask, God is not, God is not there doing that. Oh, got some ringing in here. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, but God is good anyway, amen. So, um, uh, so that's another reason. Then, uh, it, you know, it teaches us to rely on him uh, in, in all prayer. Uh, we're answered, like I said, immediately. It protects us from unseen dangers. God, when he, sometimes you ask for something and you want it so fast, sometimes God will uh, hold it up because it's not time yet, like I did with David. David didn't become king once he got anointed. He was held up in that, that he didn't become king immediately. Uh, it keeps us from running into unexpected difficulties. I just trust that, I think that David would have, uh, he had the opportunity to take Saul's life, take Saul's life to, to become the king. He would have been out of God's will. He would have had a curse on him, or he would have he been living in sin, because that would have been sin to take the throne from from Saul uh, because God gave it to him, but it was in a point in time. So you and I got to know some things are in a point in time, and uh, we have to understand it. It protects us from unseen dangers, running in unexpected difficulties. It prepares us for, for impacting others. In our blessings, we are to impact others. So we will have an awesome testimony of the Lord faithfulness in our lives. See, Prince Bass is for an awesome testimony. I know, like I said, when I had the stroke, I've been believing God for my healing. And my testimony is knowing that he is a healer, that he's going to completely heal me. And I think that's my testimony. And I'm waiting till that happens. I'm not trying to force it any faster, but I'm going to live and trust God. But you know what? Then we have to understand what is our, what is our choices. There's choices you and I have to make when we uh, do that. Is what our choices. We have different choices, uh, but uh, that we need to go to. We're gonna go to another quick break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna feel like, what is your choice? That's the question. What are your choices? You have a choice. What is it? When we come back. Attention, Residential Builders Propriety School is open for registration for its 60-hour pre-licensure course for the state of Michigan. Registration is open for all students having an interest in a thorough 10-week construction training course in residential building, maintenance, and contract licensure. Topics include Michigan Residential Codes, Builders Math, Carpentry, Masonry, Contract Liability Management, and more. Registration will close July 23rd, and classes will begin August 2nd. So save your spot in class now. Just $50 holds your place and payment plans are available. So call or text now, 734-972-9851. All classes are located at 20118 Schoolcraft Road in Detroit. Call or text 734-972-9851 to register or get more information on this important construction training course in Detroit. Your future is now. Call or text 734-972-9851 to register for the RBPS construction course now. Hey, Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome back. For you outside that want to be contact, don't, don't, don't miss the registration. 
is July the 23rd. The final registration only costs $50 to register to take the 10 weeks uh, construction or training course, the uh, 60 hour pre licensure course of, of Michigan, which you have to take in order to be can take to get to uh, to take and pass in order to take your uh, test for the state to become a contractor. For those out there that's in the trade that wants to become a li licensed contractor, don't miss this course. We have a wonderful time with it. You'll have a great time and learn a lot and come out well prepared to be a, a good contractor. So with that, let's get back to this lesson. I want all you to do, like I said, you can call us at 734-972-9851. You can text us there, give us your information. You can also go to the website, Biblical Faith Ministry. Dot org, and there's a button you can click on there. It says RBP School as Residence Builder Proprietary School, RBP School, and it'll take you to the registration page. So if you're out there, write that down, get a hold of us, and go register. And then, like I said, what are our choices? We can choose not to wait, forfeit the Lord's best for our life. So when you choose not to wait on God, then you have taken yourself and put yourself in the place of God that you choose to do what you want to do. See, it's not God's putting you in that place. See, like David. David could have went and jumped ahead, but it, he would have forfeited the right in his life to be the king because he wouldn't have done it the way God had called him to do it and the way God had appointed him to do it. So you and I do that. We can walk away from him by not doing his way. We can allow disappointments to destroy our fellowship with him because if we want to get ahead, it'll disappoint us. We can do that, but that's not the best for us. We can Then we can wait on God, wait on the Lord, watch him work, and reward uh, us uh, that reward us, the ones that are faithful, that waited on him. We can wait on the Lord and watch God reward us, those that are faithful in him. When we're faithful, we wait, God's reward is going to be a blessing. When we get ahead of God, do it ourselves. Sometimes what we think is a blessing become a cursing because it's something that you end up with that you know that you don't want in a situation. But let's ask, let's ask some other couple. What are the requirements? What are requirements for wait? What, what am I required to do? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Faith. Can you trust him when things get difficult? See, we have to learn to trust him when things get difficult. We have to know to trust in him, not to get ahead of ourselves, you know, and try to do things on our own. We have to know that we can't do them on our own. We have to wait on God. We wait on God, things will work out. But a lot of times, we just don't want to wait. We just don't want to wait. But in Hebrews 11 and 6, and y'all know that's one of my, my, my scriptures, it says, but without faith... It's impossible to please him. For he that, for he, it says, without faith it's impossible to please him. That he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and that God is a rewarder of them that what diligently seek him. If God will reward you if you wait on him and diligently seek him for his timing, for his blessings for your life. And then also when we think about uh, what's, what's our requirement, to have patience. When we think about patience, Let's go to James 1. James, if you got your Bibles, we're going to turn there to James 1. Uh, you can write these scriptures down, or you can, uh, or you can uh, just, um, uh, if you can't, so you can go back to them. In James 1, it says, 
my brother, and count it all joy when you go when you fall into divers of various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produce patience. It says, but let patience have its perfect work, that ye may be perfect and complete, like another. You may be perfect and complete, meaning when you wait on God. It works out perfectly for you. Not that you're perfect, because there was only one perfect one, that's Jesus. But in our uh, righteousness through Christ, it works out on our behalf because of our patience. Because it works out for the good and the better. It makes us complete. It, it connects us with God and completes us in God that he knows that we await on him. And we know that he trusts us and wait on him. Then humility. Prideful people often disobey God. If you're prideful, and often you disobey God. You got to have, you got to have some humility, because sometimes we think we doing it. You know, for so many years and for years now, you have people say, "I can call things to be not as though it was." Taking the scripture out of context in Romans four seventeen, when it says God in Sunday times called those things to be not as though it was, and he was speaking about in Sunday times, the time before, the time when he called on Abraham life that he would be a father of many nations. We have taken that scripture and make it a prosperity scripture, and we use it as if. We can call something. Speaking, if you can speak things into existence and you can call them, then why do you need God? You don't need God if you can tell things to come. Money cometh and it comes. If that's the case, why didn't anybody say pandemic go? Why did nobody cast the pandemic away? Nobody did, nobody have, and nobody spoken up and said they could. Why? Because they don't have the power of God. And the pandemic has Deceased, but I think and I praise God that He's working on our behalf, the believers' behalf, and working on this world's behalf. That He allowed it not to just keep going and take us all out. It's not time yet, not God's timing, but but God is in control. You know, things gonna come up on us, but God's in control. You have to learn to wait. That's what we have to do. And then they have a better plan when God uh, that about others will say about them. A lot of times we worry about what others are going to say about us, so we think we got a better plan than God. But that ain't the case. Another thing, we have courage to do God. To do it God way, it takes courage. Sometimes because people, your friends, go out and say, you know, you ought to do this. You know, people mean well. Family mean well. Spouses mean well. When they tell you to do something, nothing wrong. And, and the Bible says a multitude of counsel that's with them. So you have to listen to those that are around you. But make sure it's godly counsel. If you listen to wisdom of somebody that's not saved, that don't know the Lord, then you're not listening to a godly counseling. You're listening to a godly, uh, it's an inner counsel, a godly counsel, not counseling. But somebody, your friend, telling you something. You don't have that. And then uh, 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 to disregard the negative peer pressure, and that's the biggest thing gets us in trouble even when we kids or in teenagers or young adults is negative peer pressure. Somebody telling you, you know, you, you, you know, I'm just shooting as an example, you want to get a car and you only got so much money and you know you can buy or get a certain car, but you get with somebody and say, man, you got enough. See, can you get this? Well, this car is bigger, better, prettier, more luxurious, luxurious and nicer, but it costs more money. And excuse me, and it, and it costs more money. It may cost more insurance. So in insurance, can you afford it? And that's the biggest thing, excuse me, 
uh, that people find themselves and they get an expensive car, you realize how much insurance is. And sometimes people are paying more for insurance than a car note. I mean, what? I mean, how upside down is that? That's not waiting on God. You stand firm against the fears of failure. Don't worry about failure. Sometimes we get caught up the requirements uh, that we should require us to stand up against fear. It's because sometimes we'll get afraid or get fearful and we'll make a decision that's not God's decision because why? We didn't wait on him. So then we need to think of what is the consequences? What are the consequences of waiting? Uh, uh, the consequence to, what is the consequence of failing to wait on God? What is the consequences for failing to wait on God? Well, these are the consequences. We will experience disappointment. When you don't wait on God, you can experience disappointment because what you get yourself into is not God's will. Uh, we step out of the will of God. That's the consequence. We step out of the will of God, meaning God's eyes. Remember, David, if he would have got ahead of God and not waited on God and decided to take the throne from Saul because he had the opportunity, he would have got ahead of God and he wouldn't have been in the will of God. Then we miss out on the best for our lives because when God does it and God wants to do the best for our life, God has for us. And if we wait on him, he's going to give us the best in his timing. And our timing, it doesn't look like the best. And our timing, it doesn't look like it's fast enough. But the consequences of failing the wait is you won't get God's best. You'll get something, but it's not God's best for your life. I choose to wait on the best. I used to sit on wait on the will of God. So I will get the get the maximum out of my prayer to my belief and my trust in God that he'll give me the desires of my heart. But I've waited for those desires. Some people say, well, you know, Scripture says God will give us the desires of our heart. Well, sometimes you got to wait on them desires. Sometimes they come, take a little while to get there. Then another thing, we bring hurt, pressure, and suffering upon ourselves if we get ahead of God. We have to remember, sometimes we'll bring that on ourselves because what? We get ahead of God. We try to get ahead of God. So we bring pressure. Like I said, we bring hurt. We get ourselves in situations that hurt our feelings because we step out in front of God and we end up under pressure because now we've bought this or purchased something or got something and it has taken away from our finances. We've made decisions that cause consequences for the decisions that you make. You don't want that to be. So that's something you And uh, we have to understand. Then let's go back and I'll ask the question. Uh, the question is, if we wait on God, what is God's what is God's part in waiting? God's part in, in waiting is God's will is revealed in, in our life. When we wait on God, God's will is is revealed. Meaning what we have is going to be blessed of God. It's going to be according to God's will, word, and way. So then we know that it's, we're in God's perfect will. You know, you can be in God's perfect will or you, or, or you can be in God's permissive will. God's perfect will is to do in the will of what he will. Permissive will, he allows us to do things that not quite what he wants to do, but he allows us to do them. That's what gets us in trouble. God guides us in our choices. If you're waiting on God, he's putting a roadmap out there that you follow. He's giving you a direct path to your success. He's giving you a direct path to, to what you he would want you to have for your life, the plan that God has 
seen because he knows all things. He's omniscient. He knows you beginning from the end. He knows what you're going to do. He knows if you stay on the plan, the plan he has for you, or the plan that he has for all believers. God has a plan for all believers. Not all of us have the same plan, but we have a plan that he has for as believers in the kingdom of God, where our giftings and talents, uh, you know, uh, 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 that takes place. God blesses us with a gift. That gift is to be used in the kingdom. So if we wait on God, he'll have it manifest in us that we can use it at the right time. He protects us from danger. When you wait on God, God will protect you, even though it doesn't seem like it. It seems like, man, this is taking forever. This is going forever. This is, uh, is not God. This is not happening fast enough. But he'll keep you on the right path, a little slower, but it keeps you from danger keep you from hurt, hurt, harm, or danger. God heals, comforts us, teaches us, and empowers us when we wait. You know, he He heals us if we look up for healing in our bodies and, and our spirits and our souls. He teaches, he comforts us in the middle of what we're going through. That that if we're waiting on him, we can be comforted and satisfied and have the patience. Remember, I talked about the patience to wait, to wait on him. He can he can teach us in the middle of it. Sometimes we need to get a little more education, understanding of what we're trying to do while we're waiting. Sometimes we get ahead of it, and we don't have quite the right intelligence, and we get ourselves into trouble. That's what happens. And then, like I said, he empowers us. Because when it's according to his will, his divine power is on the decision and the waiting that we, that we make, and we don't get ahead of his divine power to work in our lives. We wait on him. But uh, let me tell you the rest of the story. I got a few minutes. I'm gonna finish it. Uh, the story, as you remember, I was trying to tell, I was trying to get directions. What happened when I went to take that car back? And I was with a brother Will and a brother John and a few other brothers. They was in one car. I, me and brother John was in the car. And brother Will and other brothers in another car. I was taking a car back to the airport. Remember, I rented it. I was had to take it back to the airport. We stopped to get gas because I had to gas it up. And it's an interesting story. Will was trying to give me directions. And I said, no, I got it. I didn't wait a couple of minutes to it. So we started driving. So we then drove about 20 miles out the way. And I'm just a driving, just a driving. I haven't looked at, I don't see the airport. And we should have been there in 20 minutes. So I pulled off and stopped. But remember, because I didn't wait a few seconds on Will to tell me the right directions, I went 20 miles out of the way. When I stopped and he told me, he said, I was looking for uh uh, south exit when they didn't have a south there uh, they didn't have a east exit they had a, uh, a west exit and a north and a south exit to I-75 where I was heading and they didn't have the one so I was looking for an exit wasn't even there and if you, I knew I would have took the first exit that I passed went the right way but that's just a, how we don't wait it's a simple thing and I've told it before but I tell it because to me, it showed me I did not wait. Simply if I'd waited a few minutes. And some of you got experiences like that. You jump ahead of somebody. You make decisions that you shouldn't make. You do things you shouldn't do because you didn't take the few seconds to wait on a, a, a situation, wait on an answer. Take the time for somebody to tell you the right thing. Take the time that when somebody gives you some wisdom to ponder over the wisdom so you make the right choices for Christ and do the right thing. And so oftentimes, like I said, our nature is we don't like to wait. Our nature is we're unpatient. 
And But the thing of it is to learn to wait on the will of God for your life. And when you do that, you're going to be blessed. When you do that, you're going to do the right thing. When you do that, you're going to get through life with a lot more pain and anguish and a lot of more distress and uncomfort and decisions that we make that don't get us to where we want. But if we trust God, have faith in God, believe God, we will get the things that God has for us if we wait on God's will. Waiting on God's will is one of the most important things you can do in life, is learn to wait. I know it's hard. I know it'll come hard, and sometimes it's pain and anguish. It look like we're waiting. But, the, but in the end, you'll be blessed. Because why? You did it God's way. You waited on God's word to work, and you decided to do it God's God's way, God's way, according to God's will, according to the word of God. Because a lot of times your answers on waiting for you that are believers are read in the Bible. You can look at scripture and the Holy Spirit will open it up to you how to wait and how to take your time and how to do the things that you need to do in order for God to bless you. You want to be blessed of God. You don't want it, and it's out of God's will because sometimes if you get it out of God's will, and most times if you get it out of God's will, it'll be a painful uh, thing, you know, and sometimes we won't. You can't buy this today. Regardless of it's on sale, you cannot go purchase it because it's not God's will, not because it's on sale and you can get it for 50% off. And many times we get hoodwinked, bamboozled, we get that and run amok. Uh, when we get involved in doing things that shouldn't be done because we decided not to wait on God's will. You have to wait on God's will. Trust his will in your life. Trust that it may be a little slower. It may be like it's taking a little more time. But but pray and and believe and trust. It's in the will of God for your life. And if you wait on God, God's going to bring it through. If you wait on God, and you know it, that it's God. And because when you pray, you have to know that the prayer is God. Let me give you this scripture right here. Um, in 1 John chapter 5, I said many times, let me give you the scripture. In verse 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, according to who God's will. He said, we know that he hears us. If we know that he hears us, uh, he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we'll have it. Petition that we have asked of him. If it's according to his will and we wait on his will, we can have it. And that's how it is. So if you're a believer out there or a non-believer out there and you want the will of God, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get the will of God in your life. And that is to if John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who shall believe on him should not perish but have eternal life. And it says in Romans three twenty three, All have sinned and come short of the glory. See, we have all sinners and come short of the glory. But God loves us so much that he told us in Romans 10, 19, that thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's with the heart man believes unto the righteousness and with uh, the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That you believe it in your heart. You have to believe in your heart Jesus died for you. And you have to confess with your mouth with earnestly that he was raised from the dead and you shall be saved. And with that, if you say, Lord, Heavenly Father, 
Jesus, I come before you asking you to forgive me my sins, my faults, my failures. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me, Lord God. And then as you cleanse your word, said, if I confess my mouth and believe my heart on you, Jesus. You say, Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior as well as my Lord. And if you ask him to come in your life and be your Savior as well as Lord, he'll come in and do that for you. He'll come in to your life. You are born again, believer. You'll become the do. And then get in doing the will of God for your life. Don't jump in and then jump out. Jump in and stay in. Because when you're a child of God, and if you're backslidden and has not been going to church, church is open again, slide on back in. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome into the house, Lord. God welcomes you back. Don't worry about what anyone has to say. You get up, dust yourself off, and get back in the race and begin to do what God's will is for your life. Waiting on the will of God. Now, God's will is for you to be with him. Forsake not yourself together as some do. We need to come back together. And if you do that, God will bless you. And what I need to do, welcome you all tomorrow at 12 o'clock. We welcome you out to Biblical Faith Ministry Center at 20118 Schoolcraft. That's 20118 Schoolcraft, Detroit, Michigan. We welcome you out. Come on, fellowship with us. Come on, tell us you heard us on the radio. Come on, so let us know what God is doing for you in your life. Until next week, I'll see you. Biblical Living Live is a listener-supported broadcast. Please donate securely online at biblicalfaithministries.org. That's biblicalfaithministries.org. Or call us at 877-324-8429. That's 877-324-8429. Or mail your support to Biblical Faith Ministries, 20118 Schoolcraft, Detroit, 48223. Thank you for listening to Biblical Living Live. Sponsored by Biblical Faith Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.